0: Hello and welcome to the Envious Podcast with me, Naomi Watkins. And me, Lucy Luscious. Um, it is just us two this week, uh, mostly because Katie's managed to lock herself in her wardrobe. Um, she's yes. gone to the magical realm of Narnia, which is full with many dresses and makeup, and I think she's having a wonderful time. Um, which actually is a very good segue into the topic we're doing this week which is um, how to style yourself and find how you want to present.
1: Yes we thought it'd be a great uh, opportunity for Naomi and I to offer some advice and tips on how you can style and do your makeup to make you look more feminine or more masculine because we are for everyone in
0: this podcast. So I think it's a good idea to start off this week's podcast with kind of a bit about what we define our style as and how we manage to come across it?
1: I think for me, um, it's kind of, because a lot of of cross-dressers and a lot of gender-fluid people, um, you know, it's such a varied style. But for me, I love dresses. I love looking quite feminine. And through that, I really try and get as passable as possible. So that's my kind of ethos in life is to be as passable as possible. And that means that, um, I go pretty much the extra mile to to make myself look the way that I do, and obviously look more feminine, almost you know, pass in the street as a woman, and that's everything uh, from styling to makeup as well. So, you know, I don't tend to choose like baggy trousers or anything. I'll I'll always go for a really nice dress, and quite often the more feminine and the more complementary to curves and things, then the better for me.
0: What about you, Naomi? Um, my sense of style is constantly changing, um, as I think most people's are. Um, currently I'm kind of going towards a bit more of a grungy kind of punk goth aesthetic sort of thing. Your ego uh, at the same time, I do really like just the preppy casual looks. So I kind of fluctuate between things. Um, if I'm presenting male, it's mostly... Shit shirts, Hawaiian shirts, dad shirts, whatever you want to call them, uh, black skinny jeans, hoodies, vans, kind of, I would say skater boy would probably be the aesthetic there. Um, and I don't really change that look on my male side that often, um, but it's, it's fun to play around with the female, my femme presenting style. Um, like I said, I'm kind of going for a bit more of a grungy thing at the minute um but yeah there's it it's one of those things that is constantly developing um i'm sure a lot of people will understand what, where i'm coming from with that it's a case of you kind of come across these different styles and fashions on places like instagram uh twitter tumblr or even in the in real life and seeing someone else wear something in the streets and you think oh that's really nice i maybe i should replicate that um and kind of that's how people's styles develop. Um, it is it is just sort of replicating something they really like the look of on someone else until they know what works with their body and whether or not that style works for them. Um, it's not a quick process, hence why everyone's style still develops. Um, but yeah, I'd like to think where, or I am in particular, I'm getting to a point now where I'm comfortable with my style and I kind of know where I'm going with it.
1: Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why we wanted to do something, you know, something on styling and makeup, because I feel like we've all reached a relatively comfortable place. I think we can speak for Katie there as well, because, you know, I think we're all fairly confident in in how we present. And looking back over our journeys as well, you know, we met each other probably about two years ago, and we've come a long way since then. It's mad to think, actually, when when you look over all of our pictures two years ago, just how far we've kind of and i think part of that's about encouragement as well so we've obviously been part of a big group of uh people and it's it's just exposed us to a lot hasn't it and it's helped us you know we've encouraged each other um we've potentially been a bad influence on each other in terms of buying lots of makeup as well <laughs> um along the way but it's it's been incredible to kind of see that journey
0: yeah i was like If you think about it, really, in the case of, how long we have known each other? Just over two years now? So, the first night we met was actually at an event called Gender Shake. It was the first ever one of those, um, which there is an Instagram for, but essentially Gender Shake is a sort of night out around the UK for non-binary, trans, gender non-conforming people. So we met at the first one of those, and we met Katie at that first one as well um but i would say that all of us at that event which was probably coming up on two years ago now it was december 2018 um which is amazing that it's gone that quickly but we were all quite early on in discovering of our femme styles in particular um i know lucy you have come a a long way since then and i'd like to think that both me and katie have as well um I went for a bit more of a, a preppy look that day, which I still like that look. And I, I'm not like cringing at myself for doing that look. But my sense of style has developed since then.
1: Yeah, and it's, it is an ever evolving process. And it's amazing to think where, where we'd be, even in like five years time as well. Um, that might be quite a thing. nice thing to touch on at the uh, end of the podcast actually is, is sort of where we see ourselves potentially being in five years time it sounds like a corporate question yeah but
0: i think it's always a nice idea <laughs> yes, to, like, i, I, I but, see myself in five years time having your job <laughs> where
1: do you see yourself in five years time but i do think it's quite a nice like because we can maybe revisit it in the future and see how far we've gone yeah
0: maybe we can get katie involved when she's out
1: of that wardrobe <laughs> obviously we've talked about our a bit of our, our journey um and obviously i've said that i'm slightly more feminine in how i present and my makeup and name you you're much you're a bit more fluid aren't you in how you do things and one of the things that um we often see, you know, we, people People have asked us a lot for makeup tips and things as well. And uh, I, I know through my YouTube channel that I started uh, earlier this year in lockdown. Like, there's a lot of questions, burning questions people have about how you can kind of present better. Um, I think we'll probably start with... Presenting more feminine first, but we'll also go into the essence behind what what you need to do to kind of change your face shape, change your body shape as well, because it's all fundamentally the same thing.
0: So, with presenting a bit more female or a bit more feminine, I should say, um, I think a lot of what you're after, and to be fair, most of these sort of are applicable to presenting more mask as well, is you want to find pieces of clothing like find a style you like so for this example I'm going to say grungy because that's what I've been looking at recently you want to find a style you like you want to find an outfit you like that looks good on someone else and generally the first idea with finding your sense of style is to essentially copy it one for one obviously that's not going to necessarily work perfectly because everyone's body is different No two bodies are the same, but I've got quite a sort of inverted triangle shape to me. I've got quite narrow hips and quite wide shoulders. So a lot of what I have to do is I have to um, kind of exaggerate the hips by wearing slightly flared things or bring the waist in a bit more. Um, But yeah, a lot of what you need to do is you need to work with your body, understand exactly what looks good on your body which unfortunately is a lot of trial and error hence why you see people spend so long developing their sense of style it's not a quick thing Um, but yeah you need to know what works with your body what pieces work with your body what shapes work with your body um, and then match the shapes and everything and the sizes to a style you like so in regards to grunge, a lot there's a lot of dark colours, a lot of mesh, a lot of um, sort of PVC and leather and things like this. That kind of different materials, different structures, which you have got to figure out how that works and how that hangs on your body. Um, in a slightly different route, Lucy ends up wearing a lot of sort of vintage style dresses, and they're very structured. And Um, you need to know how they fall on your body to essentially determine whether or not it's a style you like unfortunately a lot of what you do and you see on people on Instagram or Twitter or Tumblr or wherever it might look good on them but it doesn't necessarily look good on you or it might look great on you and look crap on a model Um, and it is just a case of trial and error
1: yeah, exactly. It, um, as we said before, it's it's a it's a ever evolving process, and you'll never probably get as close. You get, you might get close to how you might see these people online, but what what we're saying is basically use that as a benchmark and try and build a look around it really um i know that on my on my phone i've got so many pictures saved um i literally go at the minute i'm going through like the goth pages uh, i love all the goth makeup looks i really want to get going with something like that um but i also save outfits as well and and pinterest i'm saving vintage hair looks like naomi said i wear a lot of vintage dresses as well so i'm always looking at new silhouettes or like the the, the styles of dress or, or how they fall or shape um and there's so much to explore uh, our mutual friend nick who might be listening to the podcast um and at, at enjoy at enjoy vis- visibility i can't say a name <laughs> at enjoy vis- Invis- oh, i can't fuck it <laughs> at enjoy invisibility
0: there we go
1: nick at enjoy invisibility is a great resource for us to like help sort of work out what kind of dresses that i might go for and um she's been really helpful um, but you, you know there's so much to explore in that world uh, of feminization i just wanted to touch on um a few areas that you can focus on to to really like feminize your face and then i think we'll do something to like help people who might want to look at masculine um, And then we'll look at an area uh, where people might want to sort of emasculate their face or like make it look more masculine. Um, So three areas that I'd I'd say for makeup, um, just following on from Naomi saying with styling, three areas that you could look at that are really easy to do, quite simple, are eyebrows, contouring, and your eyes as well. So um, that works both ways. So if you... If we start with feminization, shaping your eyebrows does a hell of a lot for your face. So if you have quite bushy eyebrows, if you're afraid to shape them, don't worry because most men actually shape their eyebrows, You know, even the even the most masculine men. Uh, so if you're worried that people are going to notice, they probably won't. They have far too many other things to worry about than how your eyebrow is shaped. Uh, and it really does help pull off a look. Um, it, when you shape your eyebrow and you make it really nice and slick and thin and what you want to do is lift it at the end as well so give it a nice curve um you will essentially give yourself more eye space to work with and it'll just help lift that part of your face men tend to have quite furrowed kind of brow areas and it always looks quite um sort of square and and it sort of shortens that part of the face almost so if you can lift
0: that area one thing to note about Uh, eyebrows in particular are on a woman eyebrows generally sit higher on the face and are more arched on a man or an AMAB person and an AFAB person on an AMAB person eyebrows generally sit lower and are generally straighter so the whole point about what Lucy's saying there in shaping your eyebrows is to emulate the look you want so whether that's If you want to get slightly more structured arched eyebrows, then obviously you're going to need to shape them. Um, Whereas if you want to look more masculine, generally it's a case of letting them grow out, letting all those wispy bits of hair kind of around the edges, just grow out, don't bother plucking them, leave it. Um, Yeah, I think that's generally the kind of key thing you want to look at there is kind of find a shape that works for you be careful of overplucking and just sort of try and emulate it
1: yeah do really be careful with overplucking one thing you can do actually is if you want to kind of have a guide you could just take a like a brown pencil like a, a eyeliner pencil or something like that and you can just draw in a shape so what you want to do is measure from so this is if you're well actually even if you're um sort of trying to make your eyebrows look a bit more masculine and you don't have that hair naturally growing maybe you're thin on the hair and you want to fill it in um the the best thing to do is to sort of you the beginning of your eyebrows should roughly be where your um nostril is so where the edge of your nose is so you measure up from i'm doing this obviously on a podcast but you measure up from the sort of end of your nose, where your nostril is, up to the arch of your... sort of where your eyebrow is supposed to start, so you'll see it there if you measure upwards. Then it's the middle, That's supposed to be where your arches, if you're feminizing, it wouldn't worry so much if if you're obviously doing it the other way. You just want to make that kind of thicker there. And then on the outer edge, you know, if you're feminizing, you want to make sure that brow kind of goes out a bit more as well. So you've got those three points that make it almost like a triangle. And then that arch can fill in from there if you're feminizing. Or if you just want to fill in that eyebrow again, like we were saying, you know, it's good. It's a good idea to have that in mind because then you can fill in that space and know that it's not going to look weird. If you then try and do something else with your eyebrows. Sorry, my legs are going to sleep. (laughs) That's all right. So this... I'll just do... Because I've got a couple more tips as well. So easy tips to uh, look at feminising or uh, making your face look more masculine. Uh, Contouring is a big part of it. So if you want an easy 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 way of changing your face shape you need to get out the contour palette and you need to look at the structure of your face men or people who want to present as more masculine you know they'll have very prominent jaws so if you've got quite a round face you'll want to cut off that jaw you want to sort of shape that almost cut yeah cut that jaw at the at the edges you want to make it really square and and you can do that by obviously hiding by the way (laughs) <laughs> yeah don't get a knife out um, we don't condone that sort of thing uh, but you, you know when you've got a bit of a rounded uh, sort of structure on, well lack of structure I guess um, which is very cute on women by the way but um, uh, y- y- you know you, you might want to sort of cut that off with a bit more receipt, like sort of make it recede on the edges and you can really sort of shape that out um, again with your cheekbones like uh, again naturally quite feminine looking face shapes will have sort of a rounder cheek area so if you want to sort of cut off again and actually quite a lot of women do this as you probably might know if you if you've seen sort of what kim kardashian does and what kylie jenner does and people like that you know they'll bake the bottom part of their face so they'll make that lighter and then they'll put a very almost quite quite a contrasting line in just to give them more of a cheekbone structure well that is actually quite a masculine thing for your face to really add that in because it's it's basically um it's it's just giving you a lot more definition around that area and and i i would i would argue that that would be a really um easy step to kind of give you more of a, a masculine appearance and it, it, if you do it well and you do it cleverly and you've maybe got a bit more cheek space there Um, It can also work for feminization, I do it all the time for my feminization but I'll often get a really big brush, quite a bushy brush and do my contouring and I'll hold it on the end because that gives it more distribution and you're not like impacting it in, you're not packing in that colour because if you do that you will end up with a very harsh line and if you're trying to make it smooth and natural you don't want that if you're doing a more femme look.
0: Yeah, with um brow bones as well um because the brow bone is generally more protruded like it sticks out more on a, an amab person um and it's generally lower and potentially even have a slight bump in the forehead as well you have kind of if you want to present masculine you will want to emulate that again by using contour so Tip here, contour is the best thing you can ever use, because it works for both an AMAB person and an AFAB person, no matter how they want to present, if they want to look more masculine, it is just making everything more angular, and if you want to present more femme, it's a lot more soften everything. Um, you can work by making your face more angular and still look feminine, and you can do the same, you can soften your face and still look masculine. Um... There are various face shapes for everyone. There is people with, like, male celebrities with softer faces, male celebrities with harsher faces. When I say harsher, I don't mean they look rough. I mean, like, they have a more angular jawline and bone structure.
1: So uh, one thing that you'll often see, like, drag kings, so if you're not familiar with the term drag king, it's uh, 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 an AFAB woman... Um, presenting as basically a more masculine version they're really good to look at actually for contouring tips because so you, you can see where they've been contouring that it's often a very exaggerated way that they contour um, but one thing that they will often do is they'll put in sort of two almost v-lines in that middle part that Naomi was talking about that sort of space where normally a, uh, a your forehead would be protruding out a little bit more as a man or as a a fab a a man sorry at birth sorry i'll do that again but like in that space if you're you know trying to present more masculine um you want to try and focus on that v-shape area like Naomi was saying and they'll often do these little sort of lines that go in towards the nose um but you could do them a lot softer and that would probably help to accentuate that um, and you could also highlight the areas. So quite often if, you, if you're if you watching a feminization video and they're talking about how to you know, male to female makeup, they'll say, oh, don't highlight these areas because it's just going to make them look bigger. So if you're contouring as well so there's things that you can do like you can highlight the middle of your forehead and it'll probably make it look a little bit bigger um and don't focus so much on contouring around the edges of your forehead as well um obviously these tips are just these tips are really good generally as well so like Naomi was saying like lots of different face shapes there are women who might want to make themselves look slightly more feminine they feel they are that, you know they don't feel so confident with their face maybe they just want to structure it a little bit more um and there might be men that are slightly more feminine that want to look more masculine you know it's not just an nb thing this it's not just for non-binary people it's for everyone really um and makeup is so fun anyway to experiment with one uh last tip i'll say that's really easy for sort of changing your face structure is eyes and that might sound like quite weird for like people who maybe want to present more masculine but you can actually, if you get a bit of bronzer and you bronze the two sides of your eye um, sockets Uh, and you draw them in so that where your temples are you do sort of lines like you would the contour and you sort of contour in that area there it kind of it just makes it look a bit more prominent and what you can do is run a little bit of bronzer in that eye socket as well just to make it a little bit deeper and you could even take that up to your eyebrow a bit more so you're basically losing a lot of that space and you might want to draw it into where your sort of nose is as well and so that will just give you a slightly more deep set kind of look Um, and if you're doing that alongside your um, your forehead as well, and you're sort of bringing that down and maybe making your jawline a bit more prominent, then, you know, you can really create quite a more masculine look doing just those simple things. And you don't need to go heavy with that bronzer as well. That, that's the main thing. You want to go quite light with it, maybe. um But well, it depends, you know. If you want to do a bit more of a drag king look, then go for it, you know, just pile it on because uh, at the end of the day, it's just going to look more exaggerated.
0: Yeah, all of these tips, by the way, are just optional you don't have to do these so if you want to present masculine you don't have to follow through with these tips there are ideas there if you would like to if you would like them however do what you feel is comfortable if you're not okay with doing makeup just do the styling side of things if you would like to do the makeup and don't care about fashion or anything just do that they are there as options they're not instructions basically
1: um there is just one thing that i would like to touch on as well uh, just on the makeup side of things um and that's noses uh it, what noses? are one of the things that, i mean i struggle with all the time i still haven't managed to get my nose right and like how i want to present it so things that really help to kind of change the shape of your nose this is applies to everyone um but you want to do it lightly uh things like Powder will and and a bit of concealer, so a bit of concealer either side of your nose and then a bit of powder on top will just diffuse that so it's not so strong and striking. But basically it just lighten that area so it makes it look a little bit shorter. Um, Using a bit of highlighter and a really well positioned place on the tip of your nose but not too far down so it makes your nose look fat. Um, and then sort of doing a little bit of a v-shape with concealer and highlighter on on that middle part of your nose Um, it's really good and then running a very small do not go too mad you can either use bronzer or uh, concealer you can either use bronzer or contour but you can run two lines down sort of the top part of your nose down to sort of like quarter of the way and then do a little bit down the bottom and that will either shorten your nose or again you can use it to make your nose look bigger and broader if you want to do that right naomi i've got a question for you this is i'm gonna i'm gonna throw something out to you because uh, i think it might be quite interesting uh, okay. what's the worst makeup look you think you've ever done like what's what's one thing that you look back on and you think Oh, fascinating me!
0: Why? Do you want to start going into fashion faux pas we've done, basically? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I have done a look in the past, which was me just playing around with makeup. I would say maybe a year and a bit ago, um, where I did a dark purple eye, like quite a, a good, like sort of dark purple smoky eye. But I also did quite a strong ready brown lipstick. I don't think that was a good look because that's two dark colors um which I don't think worked because they were essentially because they were both dark it was making my face look quite deep set and that makes it look more masculine.
1: Yeah, I know. I I I know exactly what you're talking about because I actually did something very similar to that the other day um, and I just, it just doesn't work, does it?
0: I, no, it is I one of those one... where you kind of need one dark, one light, so whether you do a sort of light eyeshadow look and like a dark lipstick or vice versa, um, or... But actually, no, you can't even really do too light because then you just look pale. You, it's, it is one of those things with makeup, and anyone who wants to do makeup, to just explore with colour or whatever either do dark eyes and a light lipstick or vice versa never do too dark or too light really there are exceptions today. to the
1: rule i think um I, I think it's it goes deeper than that as well i think it's like underlying tone so where you were using a purple and a red they probably contrasted too much um whereas if you used a purple and maybe a brown or did it the other way you might or like a slightly more brownie kind of color you might have got away with that a bit more um it is really like like Naomi says it's really like experimenting and that's why we're going to talk about faux pas a little bit because I think it's quite important to say you know that it's not all like it's not all rosy <laughs> you yeah. do get a lot of um things in the way um I I'll just touch on uh, so Naomi's just done a makeup faux pas. I'll do a styling faux pas, and I have had a lot of these in the past. Um, so go back to two years ago. Um, I the first gender shake I went on, uh, the first sort of group uh, event that we went on, um, I wore a skirt from Boohoo. It was a vinyl skirt, like a skater skirt. I don't know if you remember it, Naomi. Um, I can't
0: remember off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's photos somewhere
1: yeah it was yeah there are lots of photos and i try not to look at them anymore um but basically that i loved that skirt i thought that skirt was great and i wore it with like this gray top that was like um uh, like a halter neck type thing uh with like little patches so the arms sort of uh i don't know how to describe but they sort of draped off so you had like a bands going over the shoulders and then like a little space and then you had the sleeves kind of almost separate, if you sort of see what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um so that's that kind of style. And I wore the skirt over the top and I, I had my boots on and stuff. I felt great. Um but <laughs> one of our dear friends decided <laughs> thought thought it looked like a, a bin bag. Um so and uh as soon as he said that he kept saying that I was like, oh actually yeah, I'm not sure if I do like this anymore. And wherever I wore the skirt, if I wore it higher or lower, it just didn't look right. I don't know what it was. It, yeah, it was I was because.
0: Something about sort of the whole vi- black vinyl that just can look, if it's not done well, can just look like a trash bag. Um,
1: yeah, it had no shape to it. It was like, a, it was literally like like you like you were saying you're wearing a trash bag basically on uh, you know on your waist um and and since then i mean you know i've i've got a latex skirt which is quite nice it's, you know it's got like relatively good form to it and i think that was the problem is that it for me it, the, the, probably the best skirts are like the ones that actually go down in like a almost like a vase shape you know sort of, like tapering down into like this kind of Sort of t- like upside down tulip kind of shape, you know, that what, kind of, that body sort body of
0: thing. thing. Yeah, but because not quite I,
1: I Yeah, because uh I don't I just don't think I can rock the skater skirts. I just it's just Yeah I or like it's just vinyl, I don't skirts
0: know. <laughs> are some they're difficult to rock. Um I think a lot of the a lot of what's in fashion at the minute in regards to skirts and sorry for any uh, mask presenting people here, we're going to go off into a bit of a tangent about femme fashion here but um, a lot of what's in fashion at the minute is sort of pleated and a-line skirts um, which definitely look a hell of a lot better than the skater skirt because a skater skirt is essentially a circle of material that just hangs down so it's essentially a giant circle of material with a small circle cut out in the middle and they sew a waistband to that in small inner circle, and that is it. There is no shape to it at all, but it's just it's sort of there to be flowy, um, which has its purposes, and it can look good. It's just noz.
1: <laughs> yeah, I learned that the hard way. Uh, so I can't, I can't really look at those pictures, anymore. I'm like, oh, God, that's um. awful. I, have, I mean, I've, I've done
0: my own my fair fair share, share of, of things. fashion Yeah. Faux pas as well. I've done makeup <laughs> faux pas, as I just described, but I also have done my fair share of fashion faux pas. I think if we're going off onto a bit more of a, a mask thing, um, puberty, it was just a nightmare for me. I, I had no sense of style at all. Um, one of my biggest regrets ever is, you know those... like tracksuit bottoms or I don't know what they would be called. They're not jogging bottoms because they're not that material. But like sports trousers that have netting inside them. That you're supposed to wear over shorts and stuff. Oh yeah. I used yeah. to wear those all the time and I I don't understand why I ever did this because they look crap. Um yeah, it was that and then lots and lots of graphic shirts um which were not good. Um, if I'm going off... On they t- don't age very well, do they? Those know. sorts of jumpers. It, it was a very mid to late 2000s look. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. If I'm going off on a femme fashion faux pas, there's been a lot. Um, it's one of those <laughs> things that because I never presented femme up until a few years ago, I didn't have that sort of experience with what looked good and what didn't. Um I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head now, but I, there was a lot of... like, low-rise jeans and a crop top look, which is never a good thing. I, I don't like low-rise jeans at all anymore, but I have worn them in the past, and I don't think they look good. There's been, like you said, skater skirts, which don't have very much shape. There's been things have been too short for me. There's been pattern clashes. So wearing stripes and then I can't remember what other, what the other pattern was but it never went well um, a lot of stuff from about 2015-2016 that was in style which I do not like at all there was, like, was a lot of floral I seem to remember and I remember buying pieces like dresses that were like this floral pattern and they looked disgusting why I ever bought them and thought they looked good I don't know
1: Oh my god, Naomi, I've just reminded myself. So this year I picked up an old dress. So one of my first dresses I ever bought was this red dress I got from Boohoo, I think. And basically, my one of my ex's friends, uh, one of my, sorry, my ex's sister had worn some kind of red dress and I was like, I want a dress like that, which is often the case. I see something, I'm like, I want something like that. So I tried to buy one, but I bought it in a size too small because like you, Naomi, I started late and I just didn't really get sizing that well I hadn't properly taken the time to measure myself I thought there was a bit more stretch than there was because often like with guys clothes there's a bit more stretch um, so I bought a dress that was size 12 it turns out I'm a size 14 and also the dress is not broad shoulder friendly so um, basically it's a very tight squeeze and I whilst I've done some nice pictures in it it's really not that flattering to my figure and I tried it again this year um with my um because I, I used to wear my bra underneath it one of my bras also doesn't fit me that well um so I tried to wear my bra underneath it and it just it's horrible so I bought um these like adhesive bras that so I can make my cleavage without wearing too much and um I tried it again so that I didn't have that restriction there, and I, I wanted to see if I could get in into it. Uh, but yeah, the same things happened. Really, I, lots of broad shoulder, and just no, no, destined for the you know the charity shop. I think um, I must find a new dress like it, but I, I can't wear it. <laughs> you know, I, surprisingly, for someone who loves a lot of red, I don't actually have that much in my wardrobe at the minute. So it'd be nice to get something else. But, um, but, yeah, that's my faux pas.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, there's been a lot in the past. And there's photos that I wish you would never see the light of day again. And I I hope they've been deleted because I never want anyone to see them.
1: Yeah, I think it's always good to for people to share their experiences. You know, we, we all make mistakes and we all learn and grow together. And that's, that's kind of the point of this podcast. But also, it's kind of you know that's why we're here you know to talk and discuss things but also to to hopefully offer some advice as well and hopefully you can learn from our mistakes too
0: so if you've had any fashion faux pas please message us at enbyus underscore podcast that's e-n-b-y-o-u-s underscore podcast and send us pictures well maybe not send us pictures but give us a description or if you are comfortable send a photo so we can talk about these in the next episode
1: you can email us at mbspodcast at gmail.com that's e-n-b-y-o-u-s podcast at gmail.com don't forget to rate and review the podcast
0: i hope you've enjoyed this week's episode it's been a bit of a different experience to what we would normally like however as we said katie's stuck in a wardrobe so once she's back we'll go back to the normal regularly scheduled broadcasting um i hope you